0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. My name is Erin O'Brien, and I'm the Beef Industry Development Officer at the West Midlands Group. Marie Gooch is a part time executive officer to Safe Farms WA, an independent not for profit providing tools, support, information, and education about chemical safety and occupational safety and health legislation compliance to the agri food sector across Western Australia. Marie has a long history working in and across the agricultural industry. She is passionate about upskilling people who are the most important asset in any business. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on the information provided in this podcast.
1: Today we are speaking with Marie Gooch at Safe Farms WA. Welcome, Marie would you like to give us a little bit of background on your career today and and how you've got to save farms?
2: Thanks very much Nathan and it's a pleasure to be involved with the West Midlands Group. Uh, The Grower Group Alliance are very important in uh, Western Australia and we certainly recognise that. My background is that I grew up in a little place called Gyllingara which is not terribly far away from Mora and my family are still farming in that area. However uh, I met someone else and ended up Farming at Bremer Bay and then Beverly for about 25 years. Fast forward 10 years and I've been involved with Safe Farms for the last five as the executive officer and what that's involved is really understanding that unfortunately a lot of farmers are not aware of their obligations, roles, responsibilities and some of the impacts that um, not having safety systems in their business could really affect their business and their team members.
1: What is the cost of workplace accidents uh, injury and how many deaths do we have in the agricultural industry?
2: Sadly in Australia there are about 80 people a year die from accidents. There were 14 involved in quad bike accidents between January and July of last year alone. And that's just too many. So that's 80 families that don't have loved ones. The workplace injury cost to Australia is a $60 billion cost, which is phenomenal. And that includes physio, it includes ambulance, it includes doctors and rehabilitation. But we don't always hear about that, so um, and we also think it probably won't happen to me. So I'm very passionate about it. Having been, I suppose, on the various sides of the fence, having been the farmer, had the few accidents, don't worry, also bringing kids up on farms, and also growing up on a farm myself, I sort of see all of the different viewpoints, but I also am very, very passionate about making sure that people have the right tools that are effective to bring back to their business to make sure they've got a system to keep their people safe, because ultimately, safety is about communication. So it's about a process to follow. It's about communication and um, making sure that you know, it's, it is a safe place for people to work in.
1: Moving on, we've spoken earlier, a few episodes ago, we've had Marie on to give us a little bit of an introduction to the the legislation that's currently in place and some of the requirements and and obligations for farmers and business owners in general to maintain good, safe practices in their businesses. So we thought we'd touch again on this topic because recently there's been uh, probably one of the first prosecutions in WA. And, Marie, can you give us a little bit of background on kind of what happened there?
2: Uh, Sadly... And sadly, for three families, the death where a person fell from a roof of a shed, and it was down in the Esperance area, sadly, a young man died, so his family don't have him anymore, Another person was significantly injured and is rebuilding their life. And the third one is the owner of the business has been fined $650,000 and also gone to jail for eight months. The suspended sentence of 18 months is included. So there are three families that have been impacted by this terribly tragic accident. The really important thing to take from this is to have systems in place and to have personal protective equipment, PPE, gear, available and used by our team members. And I do hear lots of stories where we've provided the PPE, but they won't wear it. What you walk past is what you accept. So if you know that someone is not wearing the PPE gear that you provide, then you are accepting that. It's really important, I think, for employers to realise the key parts of the legislation are provide a safe workplace. And with that comes information and training and any personal protective equipment that's required. And also that the fines started around $250,000 and can go up to $5 million or more with jail terms, which we've seen from this very sad tragedy in the Esperance area. The other thing is that I think it's important, and this is not known by a lot of people, that for workers it's a $50,000 fine. So if they're not taking this seriously, maybe remind them of that. And that has been written in to a lot of the information that's come out of Department of Mines, Industry Regulation, and Safety. Those fines came into place effective immediately October 2018, so they're already in place. There's a lot of talk about the new legislation, Work Health and Safety legislation, that will be coming in here in Western Australia January of 2022, according to the WorkSafe Commissioner. It's going to be same, same, but different. However, there will be more onerous, probably, implications about industrial manslaughter, which has been built into that legislation. What you can learn from this is get your systems in place and also ensure that you do inductions, i you must provide training and information, and it's just really important that you have these conversations with your team members to make sure everybody's on the same page.
1: So, Marie, is there some potential production benefits that farmers could expect from implementing a good health and safety policy? Our
2: university research shows that businesses with safety systems are up to thirty-eight percent more productive. What it can also do is help professionalise and improve efficiencies in your business. Remember, I said it was about communication. If you follow a process, then often it improves efficiencies in your business. If you increase your business productivity by 1%, it can impact your EBIT or operating surplus pre-tax spending by up to 10%. If you reduce just your variable input costs by 1%, it can impact your EBIT by up to 15%. So again, there's two very simple 1%ers where you can increase your EBIT by up to 25% just by having a safety system. You can negotiate better insurance premiums. Um, You know, imagine reducing your insurance premiums by Two, three, five thousand dollars. If you don't ask, you don't get. It's a bit like asking your bank, can we have a better interest rate? What can you offer
1: me? For a lot of farmers, it's pretty daunting looking at the mountain ahead of us, which is getting a documented compliance sort of plan in place. Can we break it down into some simpler steps just to make it a lot easier to digest?
2: When I came into this role, I was completely overwhelmed by the myriad of information. So when I'm overwhelmed about something, I will take a step back and I'll try and find ways to develop a stepped process. So that's what we've done here at Safe Farms. And, And what was missing when I came into this role five years ago was the solutions and the tools. So what we've done is systematically develop tools so that farmers can just pick them up and implement them. They're practical, pragmatic, and they can just be implemented. We talk about the five steps to safety. Step one, it's okay. It's okay to realise that you may not know what you don't know. The legislation is, you know, not exactly very exciting. It's certainly not bedtime reading, but it is there for a reason and it's there to protect us. Many of us, we don't know what we don't know, And this was me included, by the way. But what we've got to really think about is what is it that we're putting at risk and what are the consequences? Step two, what's missing? What have I got? What haven't I got? Do a scan. You probably knows what's missing or you don't know where to start and that's okay. Number three, seek the tools that will help you. Farmers are innovative. They will generally make things to make their job easier. And I'm talking production here. 30 years ago, WA No-Till Farming Association started. We are practical, pragmatic and innovative. So seek the tools that will help you in your farming business. Number four, just do it implement them. Can you afford 30 minutes in your very busy lives each week to look at your safety systems and have a 10, 15, 30 minute chat with your team, you're doing it for production anyway, include 10 minutes about safety. Point five is review and amend. One of the most important things about continuous improvement is reviewing, recognising what needs changing, amend it and then move on. Every year you would do a review with potentially your farm consultant, your agronomist, your bank with a budget or financier with budgets. Can you afford 30 minutes towards your safety system to review, amend and move on? And just keep reiterating and having that conversation. In five simple steps, it doesn't need to be onerous and exciting. And I can just about see people going, oh my God, you've got no idea what we do and how we do. Yes, I do. I'm still actively involved in two farming businesses You've got to think, what are you putting at risk yourself, your family
1: and your business? Within uh, West Midlands Group, we've been working pretty hard on our uh, health and safety processes. And one of the key things about having a health and safety is it is all about having that culture behind. It's not just having the paperwork there. Part of that is around uh, making sure that there is ongoing conversation and dialogue and that it's always in the front of of everyone's minds within the business uh, do you have any more to add to that, Maureen? I actually
2: think culture is everything. Culture is communication. Culture is looking out for your fellow workers, your team members, your kids, and making sure that they do too. So culture is everything. It's a word that can be used a lot. I guess if you get the people right, magic happens in a business. And if everybody's on the same page, magic happens. And I'm talking about productivity. If it's a fun workplace to be in and uh, everybody's got everybody else's back, and if there's a safety issue that arises, well, you're going to sort of say, hey, Joe, don't actually touch that spray red because we've just got to wash it down before you go any further. So it's that culture of looking out for each other. There's many studies being done, and a guy called Jim Collins writes a book called Good to Great, which is actually a really interesting book, and they studied thousands and thousands of uh, businesses about why they were so great, and it was about people, and ultimately it's about culture. When you have good culture, and and safety culture is part of this, but when you have good culture... Magic happens, and businesses are very, very productive.
1: Quite often, we think about you know just what's happening on the farm, or our mind instantly goes to well, you know it's all about what's happening on the farm. But but it's actually all about you know what's happening around the business as well. If there's other you know, near misses, if if the neighbours potentially had an accident, then it's also a time for you to say, well, hey, let's just have a quick look in our own business. And make sure that that potentially couldn't happen to us as well. There, there may be a blind spot that you hadn't thought about.
2: I think those blind spots are very important and we sometimes just get so used to doing things, it becomes automatic. And sadly, that's when accidents do happen, throw in a bit of fatigue and a bit of stress there as well and it just magnifies everything. And yes, if you hear of something, and let's face it, we all hear of things happening all the time, maybe use it as a reality check of your team. We have an example of one of our board members. They have their meetings, uh, safety meetings quite regularly. They even use WhatsApp. And if the business owners aren't available, they'll run their safety meeting via Zoom or on FaceTime on a Monday morning. And it's just, it's a check-in for everybody. But what it is, is um, built into if something happened, then it's talked about, and what do we learn from that and what are we going to do differently next time there's no blame it's just what do we learn from that and then what do we do next time so it never happens again
1: to get started on this five-step model and to realize that it's going to be okay that we're going to get through this and we're going to build uh, a really good strong health and safety culture to know what you don't know or to identify what you don't know there's some free resources that that uh, businesses and farmers can use, or you know, to get that initial scan of their business.
2: Absolutely. So Safe Farms has a thirty-minute checklist. It can take you thirty minutes as a desktop scan, or it can take you a couple of hours if you're going to literally walk around or drive around the farming properties to do your, you know, do the checklist. And it's about six pages. It is hard copy. It's on our website. It's all free. So safefarms.net.au. We've also got an employer checklist, which I will give to you. Nathan, to put on your website and baby share with members. And it's a one pager. And there's about eight um, or 10 reminders there. And basically, it's yes, no, uh oh sort of thing. But if it's yes, great, keep doing your um, continuous improvement. If it's no, notice that there's a gap. And then from gaps, you can use the opportunity to fill that gap. It's private, it's yours, you can do with it what you will. Use it as an annual check in as well. So it's just a one pager. Of course, it's called an employer checklist.
1: You mentioned earlier on that Safe Farms have developed a number of tools that can help farmers. Can you give us a bit of a quick step through of what's available in terms of setting up an effective health and safety system?
2: Thanks, Nathan. Yes, a safety system is, as I said, those five steps. We have an overarching safety system which uh, designates and delegates names and uh, roles. So like a safety officer or first aid officer. And some people might think, oh, my God, I don't want my name on that. Be proud of it be okay with it and own it because it's actually quite unique to be able to say I'm the safety officer and not think that it's denigrating or downgrading you. It's actually giving you an opportunity to step up. So we have the safety system which is overarching. Then underneath that there are policies, guides, checklists and lots of other things like a safe work method statement because WorkSafe sent us a press release saying most businesses don't have them. So If there's an alert or something like that, we'll go and make one up. So that if one person is thinking it, one business is thinking it, then everybody probably is. WorkSafe noted that many businesses don't have this, and this is not just farming, but many businesses. So we thought, well, if we provide the tool, it's there. And then, you know, our members can pick it up. Um, A JSA as well. So, you know, as you're starting a job, you're just doing this check, 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 check. You might think, oh my gosh, I roll more paperwork. This can all be done on your phone in a fillable PDF and then email to yourself or email to the office. So a lot of everything or everything, a lot of what we've got is fillable PDF. So it's very simple and easy. Can be done on a tablet, phone, laptop or hard copy. And, um, that's important. Then the, the guides are there as a fairly high level guide of you know best practice of how you might like to do things. We're working on workplace procedures and standard operating procedures noting that if a farming business has eight tractors and two harvesters and a spray rig and four utes, then those standard operating procedures for every single one of those are very detailed and onerous, so it's a work in progress. And we need members to Um, actually continue to keep doing those to resource it so we're independent and mainly self-funded so it's the safety system overarching, so think of that as an umbrella. Underneath it are some very key policies and those came into being because I actually am a now retired safe inspector. What do you look for when there's an accident or a fatality? He kindly told me and that became the safety system. We run through in a one-on-one Zoom call uh, and sometimes they'll have a go themselves and then they go, oh this is all really hard, I actually need some help and tips. I had one lady who had been joined up for some time and she was just breaking out the other day so we had half an hour on the phone she said to me after it oh my gosh I think I can do this I said good that's why we're having this conversation so it's either a phone call or a one-on-one or if you're in Perth and in the South Perth area and you want to have a one-on-one face-to-face that's okay I'm out and about a fair bit and it might be that I'm passing by your farm so I could drop in for an hour So everybody does things differently, but don't wait to get started. Just get started. That's the most important thing. And then there's all these other things that, you know, someone said, it'd be great to have something about a pneumatic cattle crush. So, we went and found an expert and we developed and designed one for a pneumatic cattle crush. The WA Shearing Industry Association with Australian Wool Innovation have a very good shearing shed safety book. And we also have something that complements that, probably more from the farmer side of things as well. So, it's a special induction for the shearing industry and shearing industry participants, like, and then making sure that the farmers know their roles and responsibilities there as well. And uh, it's always something new if there's something that's missing let us know and we'll go and do it we do have one a um, whole section on firearms which we couldn't locate any anywhere and it had come from a member that it would be great to have something like this actually someone in the West Midlands area and so we went and found an expert and have put it together we couldn't find anything with the police we couldn't find anything at worksafe so that is something that's quite unique to safe farms because we often have people coming in shooting on our properties and there are other providers out there that do similar
1: so something that we've been discussing uh, in the last couple of months is the new green card for agriculture. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
2: Yes, it's very exciting actually, Nathan. We instigated a green card for ag safety. Some people might have heard of a white card for construction. That's a cert one. It is a licensed product and it's regulated. So that goes through WorkSafe and the regulator. This is not a license. It's not levied and it's a want to, not a have to. It's being industry led and we had a number of our members basically freaking out saying, I haven't got time to sit down with every new person to provide the training and information that I don't know what I don't know. So we went away and I'm a certified trainer. So we had been doing some work with Auschem training and designing and developing some learning modules with Auschem, which is, um, if anyone's doing Auschem, it's 304 and 307. So the, the two day course. So we wrote all of that and then gave that to um, the TAFEs to deliver. We also wrote Work Health and Safety 201, which is a Cert 2, and gave that to the ag colleges and farm schools, of which there's 14 EWA. So they've been delivering that for the last few years. So then we took it the next step further and Murdoch Uni have been having Safe Farms deliver safety training for their first year vet students. So we tested it and trialled it there as uh, some online learning and that was sort of working and then Deepert actually called and said, how quickly can you make this online? We're very pleased to now share that the green card will be out and about very soon. We're offering it to members. Members get two for their business um, they also get two using Chemical Safely webinars as well included in their membership. But the green card has been aligned to the national curriculum, so it's actually delivered along the lines of a Cert two. By the way, we're not an RTO, and so it's not a Cert II, but you can go and, through an RTO, get that Cert two. So we've trialled it with a lot of different uh, groups and organisations and students and uh, real farmers. And again, it's continuous improvement. So if there's something in there that someone sees that needs improvement, please let us know. But what it is, importantly, is one, aligning with the curriculum. It's three modules, and in each of those modules are smaller sort of project areas. And there's uh, videos to watch. There's It's very interactive. So there's videos to watch. There's some mini tests, and there's some reading, um, and it's pretty hard to make a very non-sexy subject interesting so we've tried really hard to make it interactive and interesting Um, but what it's basically about is hazard identification risk identification management and mitigation and then aligning to many of the things that happen in a farming business noise chemicals manual handling livestock managing upwards potentially like how do I have that tough conversation with my supervisor or manager this is about culture when I don't feel safe or I haven't got the right PPE gear or I don't know where to find it. So it's about um, helping some workers have that conversation with their boss but also as a boss, understanding that I need to provide this safe space so that someone can say, I'm on a medication for X, Y, Z, um, I need to keep taking it and I'm going to perform fine. So, and then also ultimately what's in the legislation. So it does very much refer to current OSH legislation. So that act has been in since 1984. And when the new legislation comes in in 2022 January, it will be aligned to that. So we're... um, really proud of it we think we're on to something that will be very helpful for industries it's for industry it's industry led industry are supporting it as well which is fantastic as in contributions and i can share more about that in the coming weeks it's it's many of the things that you should be providing training and information which aligns with that compliance with legislation so again the key things of the legislation are providing a safe place of work providing inductions training and information. It takes less than three hours, depending on your timing and skill level. And so for someone with English as a second language, it has taken a little bit longer from the trials that we've done. However, it's just over two hours. And government agencies can do it. Service providers can do it. Agronomists can do it. Farm consultants can do it. Workers can do it. And farm owners can do it. The legislation actually applies to all businesses, not just farming businesses.
1: Sounds like a really good way that just to be able to get everyone up on the same even playing field in a relatively short time. Is there a cost to that? So they Farms members get two for free. It's valued at
2: $375. So if someone was to go and do a Cert 2 at a, a registered training organisation, so that's where that value comes from. Noting this is not licensed and it's not a have to, it's a want to, uh, it's $99, including GST. We're hoping that anyone that's going to work and wander out yonder will just do it. And also it's a pretty cheap training option. Um, You don't have to send anyone to training, but it's a pretty cheap training and information option to uh, align with a lot of what's in the legislation from an employer perspective.
1: So it's good. I think today we've been able to pull apart what looks to be a pretty complex and challenging change for farming and get some sort of stepwise approach to guide our listeners into the future. So Marie, thank you for coming on today. We end always by asking one question, and that is, what keeps you interested in agriculture?
2: That one's easy. The people, thank you. I thought that was going to be a really curly one, but... It's actually really easy for me to answer. I actually love people and I'm energised by meeting people and seeing people do well. Agriculture is innovative, it's fun, it's rewarding, can be very challenging and I really feel for people who are challenged with either too much rain or not enough rain at various times. But the tragedy of not having a loved one with you forever because of an accident and honestly most accidents are preventable. What gets me out of bed every morning is people.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you to Marie Gooch for her time today to simplify on-farm health and safety. Here are the five key steps to implementing an effective health and safety plan for your business. 1. Recognise that it is okay to not know what to do. 2. Identify what is missing in your health and safety plan. 3. Seek out the tools that you need. 4. Implement. Just do it. 5. Review and amend over time. The best way to receive our updates and stay in the loop with the latest in local research and results is by becoming a West Midlands Group member. Our members are an essential part of why we do what we do and we pride ourselves on ensuring members like you receive relevant, innovative information. You'll save hours of your valuable time with easy access to the most relevant and up-to-date information you really need our membership gets you early access to our workshops free or discounted entry for up to three farm business members to our major events exclusive access to our member only publications like our technical newsletter the west midlands group quarterly for more info visit our website where you can sign up anytime i'd like to thank our sponsors and members without whom this would not be possible see you next time for some more paddock chat local knowledge from a paddock near you